Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome once again to Sportsline Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union. And on today's show, as always, we're joined, I'm joined by co-presenter uh, Pat McNamara. And on today's show, we're going to be talking predominantly rugby, hurling, and a small bit on camogie. And we're going to be joined here in studio by our regular rugby analyst, uh, Michael Madden. And then we're going to be joined by well-known uh, journalist uh, on the line by Pollock McMahon. And now we're delighted to be joined in studio by our regular rugby analyst here, uh, Michael Madden. Michael was here a number of weeks ago and with his predictions for the Six Nations. And we're happy to say he got it on the money. Michael, you're welcome once again. Thank you. Michael, what seven weeks of entertainment we had? Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Probably the best Six Nations I can remember in a long time. Every game was a contest and every game was worth watching just to see what what other teams are doing. It It was a fantastic tournament. And I suppose we were lo- we were looking at the tournament to see obviously how Ireland were going, but of course with the year that's in it with World Cup year, you were looking at patterns, you were looking at what what kind of game plans teams were were using, and in fairness, they kept a lot in house. They did, yeah. But like, you know, in fairness, like we've seen, like our Ireland and France are one two in the world. We've seen them, and we've seen Scotland, who are in our group in the World Cup. Like, like everything turns out to the World Cup. Like, uh, I know teams will have three or four months after this to. Uh, to size up things but like it's been a fantastic tournament like we've really got to see some really top quality players like it was it was fantastic like and I suppose you know with the year also with the year it's in it but the coverage has of the rugby it has just gone to a, it's like the, the rugby has gone to a different level but in fairness the coverage for supporters has gone to an even better level well I think there's people that know the stuff about rugby that they never knew you cannot say like in fairness to Virgin Media and all these like they're giving such a airtime to it like that you know even if you don't understand the rules by the time you finish watching they went through it so many times that you're going to you'll, you'll have an idea or like you're going to see it and you, you can see what they're saying you know the different penalties or the different uh, way people are playing and why they're doing this and why they're doing that like and you know it, it's brilliant because it gives you a better chance of understanding what's going on like some of the setup tries even like you know the way they explained them out you know watch these two guys going here this guy's going here and, and like once you see it that way like it, it explains an awful lot more to people about rugby which is you know it, it can only do good anyway. but Pat as Michael said there you know people that took an interest in rugby you know, might have known all the rules, definitely mm. wouldn't have known the patterns of play. Well, more educated now. And, you know, it's, it just shows what a fascinating sport it is. You know, you can analyse GA, you can analyse soccer, but I think rugby has more different possibilities in it, you know, because you can you, know, you can play, you know, it can be a forwards game, it can be a backs game, it can be a halfbacks, a move and, or a mixture of number eight and the halfbacks, you have the dummy runs, all the things that Mike, Mike said there about, you know, that they can analyse afterwards and, you know, the work done off the ball by guys is as important as the guys who have the ball when you want to open up a defence. Again, as I said, the anal- and analysis was fantastic, the pictures and the Three plays and the slow motion and breaking it down is really, really enjoyable to watch after the game and all that and in the build-up to the game. But uh, I suppose that the games themselves really brought it home what a great sport it is. And again, now most teams have gone back now to playing around teams and trying to you know trying to be clever enough to get around teams with good running, good lines of running, good pass, good hands, good offloading rather than bish bash boom. That was maybe South Africa and England and a few more teams. England still maybe back in those days, but. Uh, <laughs> That made it an this tournament as well, and of course the cream of the thing was that the cherry on top was Ireland to, to do brilliantly to win it. Of course, when Pat is referring to off the ball, it's different to, to GA, at least to running off the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, oh yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. But 
And you get away with nothing nowadays. People would not have realised that, Michael, that the amount of stuff that's done by lads, yeah. not directly involved. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you still have, thir- well, with this new, with the 50-20 rule, you have 13 guys to get past. So if you can deceive them and make space, which which was done so many times over the championship, it's so much better for your team and for everybody because, you, you know, they all have their GPSs now. They can tell when you're getting tired and when you have to be taken off. Like, I think a lot of the teams could play their players longer because they're not doing this banging up the ball and just yeah. he's into this guy and mm-hmm. another ruck and one-off runners and all this crack. It's now about deceiving them, moving them around, not letting them know where the point of contact is and then making the space. And uh, it was, I thought just to see that in the championship is... Yeah. And, and that is where rugby's going and that's, you know, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, and it is a change. Like the, it does, the, the style has completely changed, you know. It isn't as pets as being, you know, bang, bang, OK, England were right the best. And I think the fascinating thing is, like, we're we're probably out in front, like, you know, yeah. we are the best at it. You know, like, every, for the next three or four months, people are going to be watching... Tapes of Ireland, not tapes of New Zealand or tapes of. You know, they are going to be watching tapes of Ireland. How are they doing it? This is where we need to get to. Now, that luckily we're we're a long way down the road. Mm. So, like, hopefully we can, you know, change it up again. But like, we are the leaders at the moment. So that's brilliant. But I suppose that's that's the test for Farrell and his team now. And what a job he's done. You know, absolutely outstanding job. Mm. In what way can he even? And there's no doubt he, he will come up with strategies to change the, the style of play that, you know, he's not going to be using all the same plays that they used in 16. Obviously, they, no doubt he has a few up his They were holding plenty of things that they have in their heads for his reserve. You don't go showing your hand with the World Cup four months away, wherever it is, but uh, five, is it four or five months ago? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I presume, like they said, play with Bielham and, and that, 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 that pass for the side pass. Pass of the tournament. Pass, tournament. Yeah. Uh, the same with, with um, Sheehan's first try the last day from after, after line out. Bear that you took it and give it to Ben the clear. Uh, that, all that kind of thing that was shown, they'd probably have other things like that. Obviously, yeah. they have to keep in keep in check because if you show everything, you know, the, 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 the analysis now was so massive that they would be well nullified by Scotland or, you know, whoever is in the, any, any team they're meeting in the World Cup. So, uh, one of the things I think they would hopefully like to be able to maybe improve on in rugby and we've been praising it and correctly so is maybe it takes so long to get scrums organised sometimes it's one little thing mm. I don't know how you can do in, the, in this age though with fellas are so strong and mm. trying to win penalties and well, cut the refs but it's a little sometimes I don't mind trying to slow maybe in this six stations it was mm. last year but it just from the moment the scrum is called until the ball comes out the back sometimes it'll be a fair long time sometimes well, I but think that's, that's down to the referee. Too. I was just going to say, the referee yeah, has to sure. just make a call, like you know. Michael, uh, you know, and look at his. We shouldn't be, I suppose, berating the referees, but looking at the standard of referees at the moment, compared to what the standard was, even three or four years ago. Yeah. You know, I know we're talking about you had the cream. Nigel Owens was the, the yeah the cream and the cream. There's a big gap between the referees that are there at the moment. Yeah, and maybe we're judging them again. Well, the wrong men. You know, yeah, like you know, but see, I think back then, like they had no TMO and they didn't have all these things. And I think the TMO kind of is a kind of like a shield, so it kind of, you know, it stops people actually having to make the decisions. Whereas before, guys just made a decision and it was either wrong or right. Whereas now they're kind of hiding behind these things, and the more they can watch the crowd or listen to the, you know, that all affects you no matter what you say. And so I think you know they've still a 
you know, we are where we are. The TMO is going to stay. Like, I think it does bring a lot to uh, the game. Yeah. And it, they are working to improve it because now it's not stopping the game. Your man is watching the thing the whole time and he just calls him back if there's something wrong. And, like, there is some of them that have thrived in that and there's more of them that haven't. That's Dublin, yeah. yeah. And there was one other thing I thought was interesting as well, talking about the way the game is, the refs and the, big, the hard job they have, I suppose, in fairness, that nearly it all rooks now and, and all rooks and scrums and that. You know, this, 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 this uh, line speed coming up, most teams are leaving offside uh, by half a yard, yeah. and including Ireland, and they're getting away. England at all were very much offside. Several rooks, you know, back along out, out the line as yeah, they put yeah. up to tackle the Irishlands. You know, they're definitely in front of the, la- the high, the high most foot like, yeah. uh, and mad to get up there. But uh, that's some little thing that has been got away with by all those teams, I'd say. But in a, in a way, it makes better entertainment than not stopping the game for that. But it was something that was happening. Though. I mean, they couldn't be up that fast in some cases. But they were nearly up before the ball. Lift, lift the back of the, the rock like yeah. but should they say it's yeah. a tin line and it is a very yeah. tin, oh, tin, tin line, yeah. line. You're, going to, you're going to if you think you'll get away with it sure why not absolutely yeah. if you play the rift that's what you're yeah. going to do on the lines of the lines people in that chat like they probably do as much they probably do a day's analysing just the riff. The, the, who, oh, yeah. whoever the ref is oh, going to be he's important yeah like you know and they probably look for things that he does be looking for things so ways to get keep him on your side I presume Michael you know obviously from the, the next four months there's no doubt about it that the teams will be I presume they're bringing in they always bring in the referees for advice in what way you know yeah. it's like refereeing the challenge matches bring him in and see we'll soften him out here some bit there's no doubt that's going and there'll be plenty of that you yeah, know. well, if you think of it, the championship is only starting in down in New Zealand, yeah. like so. That'll be the the first test, and I think they're trialing that uh, twenty minute red card down there yeah. as well. So, like, that's going to be it'll be interesting to see if that that's if, a big one. Yeah, if that works, like then they'll 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 bring it in. Like yeah, they'll they'll that sounds in. like a possibly good idea. Yeah. Do you all think Ireland are still beating England without the red card? Oh, I think they would have won either way. Yeah, way, yeah, yeah. I think no, I, I, I didn't. Even when it was ten nine, I, yeah. I, I still thought we were going to win it. Yeah. I, I didn't know how much. But we were it, going isn't to that the mindset completely changed? You know, there was years ago. You'd say, oh, oh yeah, we're, we're not totally going to do it. Oh, yeah. It's gone. It's gone complete full circle. Where you're that's, expecting them to pull it out. Now. That's where our our bench comes into our replacements now. Are able to come in and change a game with 20 minutes to go or 15 yeah. minutes to go whereas before you were maybe scraping the bottom 10 years ago you were scraping the bottom of the barrel and getting the fellow who just wasn't maybe up to the standard now that you're getting the fellow who's well up to, could be starting in many teams coming in and that's a huge and, thing but I think as well as that like are we are we have a group of players now that have beaten New Zealand they've yeah. you know they've done things that home and away home and away and they think like we don't like before I'd say they give five or ten points to uh, if a yeah. certain colour jersey arrived out they probably had ten points on them before the game even started now it's completely the opposite they believe they're going to win some well, every day yeah, they go out and it's a huge and like the camp there is seems to be very strong, very strong. That's a very important. You know, you can see those to get a big to get on a, to get together on a stair. You know, there's no old monster Ulster Connacht yeah. thing. It's they're all no. I suppose basically the team is predominantly Linster yeah. with a few lads thrown in. Sure, without yeah. without them, it wouldn't work. And oh, also wouldn't. the fact that you know, it t- was t- t- both in the same game that you had Keen Healy. And you had Vendor Freer throwing in, and he didn't upset. Them. Okay, Vendor Freer got one, lo- a couple of the long throws oh. wrong, but he went short. He was perfect. And those two things alone. I mean, the scrum was better, I think, with Healy and Hooker. Oh yeah, they were power. so much stronger. Well, yeah. I, like France used to do that for years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah the prop was always Ben Hooker. Yeah. Hooker, yeah. So like it's uh, like it's amazing. It one of the amazing parts of the of the World of Ireland point of view that we do that. 
one time that would be a disaster, an absolute disaster. But like if, no that, if that happened to any other, like you'd mm. be, the thing would fall apart. Like it should. Because yeah. you, yeah. you can't have, you know, yeah. you, and, you and couldn't. Van Rupert right said he was disappointed with the throws, he didn't get right. Virginia Wally was after, he denied himself, so yeah. it's amazing. And Hooker's practised that for yeah. 15 years getting it right. And, uh, well, I think Johnny, Johnny Sexton said about him, like he only started playing golf, was it last year? And he he now plays a single handicap. And he said he's just one of these fellas that just really annoys you. He's good at anything. He puts his hand into. Throwing, he put his hand to. It was all over. Michael, we kind of bypassed Alice Mobbage. You mentioned the 50 20 rule, right? It has totally changed the game of rugby, really, hasn't it? Oh, it's opened up space where there was no space. Yeah, it's brilliant. Because normally teams would only leave one back now. Now they're forced to at least have two back there. Because otherwise. Do you know, a 50 22 yeah. a line out. That's it could be a guaranteed like, yeah. for a yeah. score for a, a good, a good well, quality. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Like, and it just shows, like, it's, yeah, it's, and it, it's such a simple rule change, and it, it's made such bread. So that's why I suppose trialing different rules is, is, do you know, no game is ever perfect. So the way you can move it forward, like, yeah, and, and it is evolving. Uh, you know, oh yeah, but it's a great spectator sport, even more now than oh, whoever came up with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, anyone that got to the Viva for any of those matches, my God, they must they must have had some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant games like yeah. that. Yeah, because I know of some people that would have been would have played at the highest level in the GA, right? And they were at some of the games. They said nothing compared to. What they were at in the view at the, at the rugby. No way, just you know, and, and that's yeah. you know people that played it at the on, on the big days, mm. you know. So we are looking at our, our options and, and the team, and yeah. they were well tested, Michael, throughout yeah. the throughout the championship. Farrell will have learned enough that he didn't know it, but he will have learned an awful lot more, you know, about his team, his squad, and of course with the under twenties winning the grand slam as well. You know that the the resources are coming coming in behind. Yeah, you know, so th- the pool of talent is, is healthy. However, you know, looking at some of these crucial positions, we start with number ten, right? Mm. Even though we, you know, Johnny mm. Sexton still hidden shoulders above all the rest at thirty seven. Mm. It's going to be a big ask four months down the line. Well, you know, it is, yeah, obviously. And you could see the way England targeted him uh, on, on, on Sunday. But, like, at the same time, he he has changed his game a bit. Like, he doesn't seem to go into as many... Um, he doesn't bring the ball up as, as close yeah. to the line. And, you know, before he used to get a shot because he brought it so close. Now he, he's, he's at least a foot or two yeah, foot away yeah. and like if anyone hits him after that it's probably going to be a penalty so but like he he has adapted his game and like he's like I'd say himself Finn Russell and himself are the two best outlaps yeah. in the thing for the with the kicking and everything involved so like you know we, all we can do now is trust in him he, he's going to be starting 10 if, if nothing else happens, happens yeah. yeah yeah and like the only thing you'd worry about is the backup but like Ross Barron has done nothing wrong but he, he hasn't done anything ex- exceptional either like so do you think when push comes to shove World Cup time the crowding will be the alternative well see I think see it's hard because he's so young Crowley. he'll definitely be there but the question is, is he kind of there as a, because he can play in other positions yeah. or is he there as a backup for the 10? So I'd say he's ahead of Garbery anyway, definitely. Yeah. Like, so I can see it because he, he probably is the future. Like he, yeah. he, do you know what I mean? He, he's a lot, he's, he's a lot faster and he's, he would suit Ireland's game a lot more. But the only thing is he wouldn't have the, the guy or the experience to ping the ball down the field or, you know, mm-hmm. get us out of trouble where he wants to play 
every second. Like yeah. you can see it in him. Like he just wants that ball and go for it. Like so, he's just a different type of player. Like, but I, I suppose you say he's. There's no doubt he's the he's the man. He's the man for the, for, for for the future. The future, yeah. Um, scrum half, obviously. Mm. Jameson gives them power. Your favourite player? Yeah. Oh yeah, we don't. Yeah. With a hundred percent, without doubt. But that's one, two, and three. They are and and I suppose Fernand has been consistent. Even when Les came back from injury, he went back to his yeah. his old formation. You know, um, looking at the rest of the backs, then it seems pretty much burn injury that. Yeah, everything's nailed on. Everything is nailed on. Yeah, yeah. I like the. I suppose you're looking at maybe the Ulsters uh, guys to come in for the wings. Maybe if they're back, if they start. Yeah, Malakuna. Yeah, so. yeah. Stockdale, Stockdale's injured, or is he? Well, well, he was in the squad earlier on. Squad, yeah, I think I saw it. Yeah, he's he's he seems to have dropped. dropped it, develops, yeah. I think it's his defence that has Possibly, cost him yeah. because. The you know I think don't think fairly don't think you get into the team if you can't defend. Even if you find Yunus himself, oh, doesn't he, do he draft the technique. Yeah, yeah, he he can he can attack. He's a brilliant attacker, but he he yeah. cannot. He's not a good defender, and he's not good when he, he turns around. On tour, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he was found out a couple of times now, and yeah. I don't think you can like you can't survive that. You know, especially Farrell, You know, there's certain standards you have to have, and if you can't match them, you you just won't. I think it'll be vital. So Ring Rose is fit for the World Cup. Don't stay. Ring Rose. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think he, uh, as the experts pointed out, it was only me copying what they were saying. when they pointed out his importance to setting up the defence properly and keeping low where he should be, and uh, you know, yeah, advising yeah, them. That yeah, that's bad. because he's a natural thirteen as well. It is a pity for John Munster the thirteen we have. The French lad, um, fair. Yeah, yeah I know. Fair, yeah. But it's a pity he hasn't another year, because he is actually a natural thirteen. Yeah, but he, he qualify. Yeah, he, he qualifies. qualifies in the, he qualifies now, but yeah. his timing, his, yeah. his time is too short. Yeah, I don't think he can make it. Like, but I, he, and I, he is a natural thirteen. I'd imagine they'll bring him in though. Well, look at if if they need, he's, they need they need they, they need, need another ring rose really, don't they? Oh, they do because they've yeah. tried the other guys, and the other guys are grand as long as you're running straight at them. Yeah. But when yeah. you try, when somebody's coming around the corner and you have to decide whether to shoot out or shoot left, mm-hmm. that's where these guys are going to be found out. But Michael, he's probably the closest. Oh, definitely. Uh, to any of them. Yeah, the, and the ring, he's got ring. a really strong defensive yeah. game, and he's good at carrying he does all the basic things really well like I think he'll probably next year Six Nation I'd say he'll be on it he'll be there or thereabouts he'll be in the panel anyway I'd imagine he'll get games in the he'll get a warm up game I'd imagine well I think they have to because like yeah. in fairness a lot of teams are going to be playing the same way like Scotland ourselves yeah. and people in our groups are going to be playing that way so you can't just have the guys that can you know defend st- straight on like especially 13 13 is probably the hardest channel yeah. to defend because yeah, you've to kind of it has been found out like in the Six Nations in, in, in the heat of battle that the, we have a weakness the, the, there. Mix, the mix doesn't work any yeah, other way yeah we have a weakness there the, the, yeah. it's been found out like and teams are going to yeah, watch that and they're analyzed yeah, to the yeah, yeah yeah so like if you have a weakness people they they'll go, find uh, they'll you're, go you're for you're going to get away with that yeah, yeah. two wings low and Henson Henson I suppose Michael I know you said off here he's your player of the yeah. probably your player of the tournament yeah I, I think so well you've got three men of the matches so like you know, it's hard to argue with it like you know, you know the wing doesn't need to get those you know, no, involved no, and in the action as much what, and yeah. so what I love about him is not alone just that he's you know, brilliant rugby player but like he's a character do you know what I mean yeah. we don't have do you know we don't these guys come on oh we, we really respect them and we're going to we're going to win well, by he, the, he, he said he hates the English yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. the Irish hate the English <laughs> that made him but like you need those characters in the game 
Whatever about the backs, Michael, or forwards, you know, the options there are as always. Unbelievable, and sure they were well tested. We've we've known hookers playing yeah. in the flankers playing at hooker. Yeah. And the lightest, you know I mean, probably one of the lightest packs in in the Six Nations. That's talk about the world. So we'd be there's mm. at least two of the Six Nations packs heavier than us. Now I know twenty or thirty kilos might mean a lot in the eight players, but you know it's not a massive giant men by yeah. any means, apart from the couple of maybe the locks and that. But, but like um, we are, as we, a unit, the, the starting pack as a unit is brilliant normally, and I mean, and then and you have to add to the corner. You know, a guy I was thought nothing two or three years ago at Leinster, he was a kind of a utility player. Mm. He went to the South Lions. Africa. He went to the Lions, yeah, the yeah. Lions. He went to the Lions. Played, I don't know if they saw him, but but he, he just blossomed yeah. in his late years and he's done a huge job for Ireland when required in in recent in this in this tournament as well. Yeah. You know. And of course they'd be clamouring for him to come on to, to start up in, in lots of places. Oh, but yeah. then Who'd you drop? You yeah. can't do without O'Mahony, and he's probably the one that's there. Fairness, he'd a great, he'd a great tournament. Uh, brilliant, fairness brilliant. He proved, uh, proved yeah. why you need a player like him. Like he is like our Richie McCall. He's a like dog. He's the he dog. He's a dog. And when the fight is on, and a line out up, a serious line out up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Steeler and uh, and you'll see Jackal tackling as well. The whole lot. When the real pressure is on, he throws a line out to himself. Like most of the time, like yeah, yeah. We've gotten tight burned and didn't play. Just going to say that, yeah. Super, super player. Super player, and like hopefully he'll be back in good yeah. time for the like no I, I tell you we couldn't <laughs> we, we can't see a problem yeah, we can't yeah. see a problem I'm going to make a point yeah. that the Ireland squad is so good that if Gavin Combs was in any of the other oh, countries yeah. he'd be he'd be playing probably yeah. I agree with that I do. and it's a fair sign of the team really yeah, isn't it yeah. I mean he's scoring like one to two tries a game like for Munster like it's it's crazy he can't get into Absolutely it like, right. I thought he, I think maybe he should try for maybe even second row or something like that because he's not going to get in the back row so like with second row like he has the power and he has the like the only thing is that we will be whoever is named in the World Cup panel will be, will be calling in two or three players during the tournament yeah. I'm sure and he'd be surely one of them. But he'd probably be in the squad at 31. There's 31 they've known. He will be in Hopefully. If he's not, like, yeah. I don't know, what else he can do? Like, yeah. like if you're scoring, he's, his try average is unbelievable. Like, and he's, it's not like he doesn't do the work. Like, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. a serious yeah, operator. Like, But he's just unlucky. Well, like, I suppose, and those people you'll be talking about in the pen at the moment, like Keith Ellis got one of the few, they've got no game. And, the, yeah. and, he, and then they talked about his influence off the field, yeah. Off the f- so yeah. there's no once he like, escapes injury, he's going to be brought as well. And like he's on a central contract, contract. Like, yeah. so like you know, it's so like it, it'll be interesting to see what happens after the World Cup more more so even than the World Cup because mm. we have so many lads at a certain age, yeah, like yeah. whether we we should let them out to you know the Frances or whoever the Englands or or and bring in the you know we've. We've two grand slams under 20s. There was a suggestion made there the, early in the week, and something I read, I know it's in the paper or online, or where it is. You know, you nearly want to be, would you, could you give possible consideration to have a fifth professional team mm. in the country to absorb some of those? Well, I suppose where would you have it? Yeah, well, it's, it's a yeah. money thing, isn't it? It's really? a money yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. remember, like, it's not so long ago. The COVID. It was in disarray. You yeah, know, we didn't we didn't have to look too far to no. see the way it was. Do you know what I mean? So but look, success will bring finance. Oh yeah. Oh no, look and if and the, if the coppers don't increase with this after winning the Six Nations, it'll it'll they'll never do you know what I mean? So they they they'll take home top money from this and they'll hopefully like in fairness to the IRFU, they've probably been always 
you know, with the finances, they have been very good and very shrewd. They haven't just made too many bad investments at all, really. You know, um, look at all the grounds. Or you know, they're probably as good as you yeah. can hope for. And everything like the likes of that is, uh, and like with the World Cup now, that's more money. Like so, like I think the game is going to be in good fit after. The question is, how do you fit in such amount of talent coming through yeah. that we don't lose out? Do you know what I mean? Like like New Zealand, if they won. You know, after every cycle of a World Cup, they probably there's let, a clean out. There's a clean out. Yeah, and they start again. Whereas we're probably still trying to win the next Six Nations. Yeah, they they clean out. We're going for the World Cup, and like maybe that kind of ruthlessness probably isn't in the Ireland game, but like maybe that's where we have to get to. Uh, I was going to say to you, is that probably something that if they're going to like to to keep success, is it something that they're going to have to look at and. You know, well, you ruthless see, on the pitch, ruthless off the pitch. Well, you see, what you have to look at now is they now have a production line of talent. The the schools and the colleges and the clubs are producing. Like, if you look at it, the, there was one game last week and all 30 guys came from uh, the school's game. Like, that is phenomenal. That is a conveyor belt of talent coming through every year. And even if, you, like, if you look at, we're not going to win uh, Grand Slam every year, but if you look at it, there's five, six, ten guys coming through. Like, how do we fit them into our four pool yeah. teams? Do you know what I mean? The only way we do it is if we let people move on. Yeah. And maybe give them, if they have, like, some of the clubs, they have 50 caps. If you have 50 caps, we'll still select you, but yeah. you're gone. Yeah. Because we, we, we want to bring in our new guys. Fresh and up all the time. Yeah. And, and even as you talk about the school thing, I've seen that Linster School is playing and just went yeah. Black Rock beaten by Gonzaga, who never, yeah, never for the first time. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's funny. I know they're, they're at rugby for years, I know, but it's funny the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, if we talk about rugby, it was a big win. Um, St. Enns, they won oh, yeah. in, in the, in the in school. The, so congratulations the, to them. Yeah, and the ladies, school. yeah, it was brilliant. It, it, you know, and so Rosie Foley's done an awful lot of work yeah. down there with that, like yeah. to get them to where they are. Like, and but it shows you, like, if you've a teacher that's committed to, to know whatever sport it is in the school, and you know, and you know, people you get buy in. Yeah, you can achieve great things. Like, and the and the schools is an easy win because they're they're there five days a week. Anyway, they have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, it's an achievement that we should have probably highlighted more, and we will highlight it more here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. But Michael, uh, having said that, with the national team going well and the World Cup here, it has to eventually it will filter down to the clubs as well. Oh yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> uh, you'd imagine the start of next year now there'll be huge excitement, and you know the the season's pretty much finished in Scarif, and most clubs are finished up now. So it's you know next season, like you'd start the season, you'd imagine you'd get more people that want to try it out and give it a go, and that's the way it kind of it's like a, a circle, like a cycle. <laughs> well, Pat, we're looking forward at the moment to the the hurling and the championship starting up, but. You know, when that's over in the horizon, the rookie World Cup is on, and you, you, you can you you'd love it was only starting tomorrow, really, it's wouldn't it? Massive, oh, I prefer for us in that sense because uh, I I, I, yeah, I, I, us, can't, yeah. I can't wait for it either the World Cup and rugby because as I said, first of all, it's um, we have done so badly and failed so badly not the past not the past quarterfinal stage with shocking results a few times over the years. Decent teams that we thought, mm. but mentally not strong enough, I suppose, and maybe panel and squad not strong enough. But this year. The, the naysayers will be saying, ah, we'll flop again and we'll live. But I don't think this team will flop. I think if you're beaten 
if we don't get past the world, the, it's an awful tough group for yeah. Huge, the toughest draw possible to get through to a semi final. I mean, mm-hmm. if you compare with England, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, it's, it, there's no comparison at all. But having said that, we talked about the strength of the squad, we talked about the self belief they have, we talked about all the, the, the way they play uh, and the togetherness, the whole shebang. And I think if you combine all that combined, if you can avoid too many injuries, you know, something massive to look forward to. But, uh, Massive, you know, the popularity of the game was never as high, I'd say. Mm. I mean, the, uh, as I said, I heard someone during the week saying the, the radio, they were in Finglas the other day, and they heard some less shout across the road <laughs> and all that. Where are you going to watch the rug? Like, you know, <laughs> no one was on, I'd say, five or six years ago, if there had to be soccer country. Like. Mm. Um, but I was just going to finish with the, I was just going to ask, if you were going to ask Leo, had you a player, an Irish player of the tournament, and had you a moment of the tournament? Uh, from an Irish point of view, from any point of uh, view. Well, I'll go first to that. Yeah. My player of the tournament was 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 Josh Van de Fleer. Oh yeah. My moment of the tournament was Finley Beelham's pest. I couldn't. I yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. go. Yeah, I and of course Johnny Sexton lifting the the yeah, trophy. Yeah, special. I suppose mine was uh, probably Matt Henson's was my player of the tournament, and I think just to see Johnny Sexton walking around afterwards with the kids. That's true. It's. You know, something that'll you know, live along in a lot of people's memories of the the campaign. Like he's been such a, a, warrior. a warrior, and like you and know, he broke the pints record as well. Pints record in his first kick, like and do you know what I mean? Like if you were looking for, you know, our Roy Keane of rugby, he's it. Like he yeah. he's something special. Like he like he's brought him to a new level. Like do you know, unlike Roy Keane, he couldn't pull FAI along with him. Johnny Sexton, he has him where he wants him. He has him where he wants him. And like, the, there was no stone he wanted on turn to get to the final and to win it. He's not thinking of a quarter final. He's thinking, of, I'm going out on the full high. Oh, high. Mm-hmm. Michael, before we we leave the we leave the rugby all together, and of course, there's the small matter of the European oh, Cup yeah. to play for. Yeah. Will the same intensity be in it now? Do you think? Well. I think Linster, <laughs> Linster left to be, I don't know, left it behind them last year. It's, it's Linster's to win again this year. So, like, I think Johnny Sexton might be out for a while. So Ross Byrne will get a run out. But yeah, I think they're might, still the best might, team. Might be the best thing either. Oh, well, well, at least we'll, we'll, we'll learn more. For Linster to lose as well as Linster yeah. to win because oh, yeah. I mean. You know, they have 20, 21 or two of that squad that's the best number one t- international team in the yeah, world. Yeah. They play for, they haven't played for their club. Mm. You know, I mean, that alone should say it. But it doesn't follow on always that you do. No. As you say, will fellas be... It's hard to believe when they're in a, a quarter-final of a high, or semi-final of a high cup that you'd hold back anything because the world well, is coming. But still... Think of it, the finals in Dublin... Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why would you? Yeah. Like, do you know when mm. they get back there? Do you know that the mentality in, it's parked? Yeah. Do you know? And in, in three months, two months time, they'll be back at that. How will Munster do, Michael? Well, I tell you, we're playing an awful lot better. Do you know, it's actually enjoyable. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd last year, I'd, I could turn on TV and I'd, I'd after okay. twenty minutes, I say, I can't watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Without, without. I'd watch, but now, like, this is their last game. Sure, there was nearly ninety points scored yeah. in the last game. Like, and and if it's, it's the round three. He has changed the, the oh, persona and the mindset as well. Completely, in fairness, completely. Like and like, he's he's fairly ruthless too. Yeah, he's he's only picking the lads that are going to. He's not picking on. Like he put Zebo on there for a while, and the next thing he was whipped off. Like Zebo doesn't want to tackle anymore. That's fine. Out, you're gone. Like he, he, he and he's developed. 
there's a great young team there and there's like and they're playing a nice brand of rugby they're offloads there's a fake, they're trying things and like he's probably playing for two years on the road I'd say oh definitely like that's a completely young team like yeah, that yeah. that team is going to take a while like and tell you Michael the English RFU must be really kicking themselves right you've Roundtree doing a great job in Munster <laughs> yeah. you've Andy Farrell and Mike Cat and yeah. with Ireland Stuart Lancaster who oh, unfortunately leaving, yeah. is leaving mm-hmm. Leinster but what a legacy they have left. Ah, I tell you, like we, we have been blessed. And what we're blessed with is, at the moment, nearly all those guys have young Irish coaches with them. Do you know what I mean? Learning off them and improving and seeing how things can be done. Like that's the way, that's the way New Zealand did it for years. They brought in talent if there was talent there, but they had their own guys in the background watching this and watching what's going on. And that's how it, you keep the wheel turning. And that's what this, like yeah, this whole yeah. IRFU thing, like... They have, you know, in fairness to them, they do plan that this thing is got to... Like you'd imagine, like Paul O'Connell, could he be the next Ireland manager? Yeah. Of course. Is that of course, the yeah. natural is, progression? Is that thinking? Yeah. 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 That you're, and that's actually what's after happening with um, when Andy Farrell got the job. Yeah. He was the assistant. Mm, so true. isn't that a great, you know, uh, uh, roll on? Step, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I suppose, looking at it, is New Sephora the unsung hero with all this? You know, yeah. and, you, and you don't hear his name being mentioned I, at all. I, thought, I was looking at the TV on whatever on that the match, and I saw him standing behind Danny Farrell. And I say it's the first time I've ever seen him on TV yeah. so close to the, with the, the management. management. Yeah, because yeah. you don't see him. But yes, he's making all the hard choices for the boys. He's saying, "Well, we're not paying for that lad, or we'll get this lad, yeah, but yeah. you're not allowed to buy him." Or you, you want it. like Linster would have more money than any other club. They could buy, mm. but. He's stopping them buying. He's saying, "Lads, you have, you have that lad there. You have that lad there. Use him." He's on. He's on about development all the time. Oh, it's it's completely about Ireland development. Yeah, do you know what I mean? The clubs are feeders for Ireland. That's the system. It's not like in some of the other countries. You can see how it's all falling it apart because the clubs in in, in England are the bosses and are, they can't do anything about it. Wales yeah. is a mess. Yes. Uh, Scotland find two teams like yeah. so. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. just don't you. In fairness, like, you can't, you know, they have a good system. Speaking of coaches, then, you know, the likes of Felix Jones, maybe to come back sometime. Yeah. You have maybe Noel McNamara to come back That's sometime. Right, yeah. Bring what they have picked up no, in South Africa. Brilliant, you know, yeah, yeah. And hopefully they will. Yeah, and sure Richie time. Murphy as well, like, That's right. he's... Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he doing some job in oh, sure. brilliant brilliant yeah, like that's absolutely. probably the only pro- like that is one of the problems we're going to have for the next three or four years where is are these going to go where are these people going to go <laughs> even the player like you know you have two Grand Slam champions like you know like they're 20, 21, 22 they want to kick on like you know and now with the exposure they're getting the, the, if they're not going to be playing here the foreign clubs oh, are going to be after them there's no doubt about that and like there's big money like they, yeah. and like it's hard to turn it down especially if you're four choice in Ireland like and they're coming in offering you 500,000 to come to... to it's easy to make that decision. Then. Yeah, that's the, the thing. Because, like, you know, right. how long is it? Oh, your season? Your career's always so long. Yeah, yeah. 10 years. Michael, as always, good to talk to you here on Scarlet Fake News Radio. Brilliant that you got predictions right and we had a great Six Nations. Looking forward to the European Cup. We're really looking forward to the, the World Cup and, of course, the trial games or the, the, the challenge games coming up and the warm-up games, I suppose, coming up yeah. in the summer. Plenty to play for. Michael is always going to meet Thank you. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpic Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. 
And once again, thanks to Michael Madden for taking the time to talk to us. Now we move from reviewing the rugby to review Clare's National League campaign and we're joined on the line by well-known local journalist uh, with the Clare Echo, uh, Parik McMahon. Parik, you're welcome once again to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Hi, lads. Great Hi, Parik. Parik, at the outset, we, we previewed the league and, you know, we were going to see where, where, where did Clare need to go. We kind of highlighted, you highlighted the fact yourself as well, that we probably needed to unearth a few players to put maybe a bit more depth in the squad. How would you mark the, the campaign uh, for Clare, Parik? Yeah, now un- unlike Pat McNamara, Leo, I didn't go down the, the teacher route, but if I was to kind of start grading them on the league as a whole, it would be somewhere between a, a C1 and a B3. Um, not flattering, but not um, not poor enough to sound alarm bell. And the main thing, as you said there a couple of weeks ago before the league, we were, we were saying we were hoping to maybe unearth a few league play- new, new players during the league. Um, you know, we weren't pinning our hopes on winning the league and getting silverware just the, the sole aim of finding new players and in that regard I don't think we were too prolific you know if you were to go and analyse through it Eamon Foodie from Ina Kildamon and Goals did well took the opportunities when he got him against Wexford and, and Galway did well between between the posts his distribution was excellent um, and we were getting scores directly from his puck out winning the ball in the air popping it over the bar Adam Hogan then from Fecal, there had been a bit of hype about him, you know, people that watched him at club level had kind of had the feeling he'd be good enough to make it a clear, he'd be a good man marker and, you know, he, he didn't disappoint in, in any of the chances he got um, at cornerback and showed he's definitely an option to have. But, you know, outside of that, Keen Galvin, you know, got opportunities, didn't didn't do too poor, but you know, didn't probably do enough to say, to, to properly put his hand up for championship as a starter. Um, uh, outside of that, there you know, there's not too many non-established lads that that came into the mix. Guys got opportunities, and you know, we we all spoke in that interview about lads when they were sitting on the toilet to do their business. But <laughs> I said, with more um, constipation than actually <laughs> producing in that regard. And Brendan O'Connell, Parig, did you uh, have a look at him? Yeah, um, like he he did get plenty of chances, but I, again, I'd I'd say, in my opinion now, but I won't be picking the team. But in my opinion, he'd be behind Keen Galvin in the pecking order. Yeah. Um, from what we've seen, um, during the league, Daryl Owen also, you know, he was he was injured at times, so didn't get as much chance. But I'd say he's probably ahead of Brendan as well in the pecking order. Um, disappointing. It, it nearly seems to be an annual or a, a constant me- a mention when when we're on Scarf Bay with Keen Nolan. Got no starting opportunity when um, it joined this year's league, which was a surprise and, and a bit of a disappointment because you know you'd have been hoping he'd he'd get the opportunity to push on again this year, having showed that he's he's not a million miles off it. But um, you know Adam Hogan has done very well in that cornerback spot to be putting pressure on Rory Hayes, who who's recovering from a, a wrist injury. And Parry, did you feel uh, obviously a different cohort of n- new player in terms of returning player? Did you feel Shane Mori has shown signs of first of all? being a serious option and secondly uh, a position that he nailed did he look like nailing down any position in the field uh, going forward in the championship I think I think he showed what we were hoping he'd show you know he just has that energy and there's a bit of excitement when Shane gets on the ball because he moves with such speed very difficult to stop and has great strength about him so um, well, maybe didn't nail down a spot throughout the league. I think I think he's really pressed strong enough to to get the spot at midfield. 
Um, the question on who joins him is kind of unknown. Tony Kelly had been in a similar kind of middle third role against Galway, but had nearly been dropping back a bit deeper towards the half-back line, whereas we want him further up the field. So, um, Cahal Malone then had kind of been trialled a bit more on the half-forward line, and, and Ryan Taylor as well had been maybe more at, at 10 and 12 as opposed to 8 or 9. So it's it's kind of unknown, I guess, at this stage, if you were if you were marking out your championship team, who who would be wearing eight and nine? But um, I I think Shane would it deserves to be there. But the question is is who who partners him? Yeah, there's no doubt. There's lots of lots of permutations uh, to be worked out. Um, obviously, of course, in in the forwards, of course, Shane O'Donnell has returned. Uh, we're told to training this weekend. He will bring a fresh energy and a much wanted boost uh, to that Clare camp, uh, Parry. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. Uh, you know, not, not to be someone's overly critical, but I think you could you could be happy as a whole with how our, our attack did and and the lead campaign overall was was positive to an extent. You know, as I said, no need to sound the alarm, but their attack did very well. You know, recorded the wins over Wexford and Westmead were the biggest wins Clare have had under Brian Lohan. And um, you know, and arguably, if you look back in the Wexford game, we probably put out too strong a team, and you know, it would have been an opportunity to maybe blow the one or two um, young lads as a court to. To, to, to drone out the lads that we've seen deliver on so many occasions but as you say Shane O'Donnell's back and a massive addition you know his touch and his work rate is going to be a huge plus to the clear forward line and I guess looking looking at the other forwards that have featured in, in the in the league for clear there seems to be have we management don't really know what to do with Ian Galvin he starts one day then he's, he's maybe the first forward taken off. He's a sub. He comes on, gets three or four pints, and then he starts again. He takes first sub off. So that's something that you, you'd hope management would be getting to grips with by now. But that kind of trend with not maybe getting the best out of him is something they're consistently struggling to do. Where then you look at Peter Dogan. Some people are criticising him, but I think the work rate he's bringing is, is excellent. Um, and I think it's, it's maybe a bit unappreciated by some of the clear supporters at the minute who are kind of expecting him to be getting the scores and the tallies he was getting in 2018 but he's for me I think he, he's setting the tone in terms of work rate and what he's bringing to the table Yeah and I suppose as you speak of Ian Galvin though um, Parik and of course the first match is Tipperary at home and invariably going back, looking back through the records Galvin does his best hurling against Tipperary he does. He definitely does. He's the best hurling against Tipperary. He got that famous goal in, in Temple Stadium against Tipperary that that put us on a on a good curve for the year. I think he he has he has what it takes. I you know I rate him very highly. Um, I just like to maybe see him. Uh, I maybe maybe it's a confidence thing from from what I just yeah. looking on the outside that you know he knows if he starts that he's nearly going to be the first man taken off. And a lot of the time, in my opinion, I don't think it's justified. I think. Maybe they're possibly a bit harsher on him than than on other players because you know I, I think he is a dangerous forward if we just maybe just put a bit more belief in him to kind of get him carrying the plate because he's one of the guys of the he's around since 2018 now on the panel 2017 so he's one of our more experienced players but who are hopeful is going to be there for a couple more years so we just need to maybe see him take on or be let take on a bit more responsibility with him. Paul, we've spoken a bit about individuals and there's one or two more we can talk about as well, but I suppose the other aspect of, of Clare's play is you'll be, and be watching other counties as well, is do you see any developing pattern in, in terms of the way we play? Uh, I know we mixed it, we mixed it on with the short, but 
sometimes I feel our, our long ball into our forwards isn't the kind of ball that suits them. There's often a high ball driven in there to Reedy and maybe in Galvin and a few more. Or is it a work in progress? How do you see, you know, are, are we still individualistic, which maybe is thrown at Galway as well and a few other teams? Or have we have we got a pattern that you think we can maybe improve on and, and fine tune by championship? I just I think we could be a bit smarter in our possession and say like the the Limerick game is jumping out and just seemed to be lumping ball into our forwards and hoping it would stick and it didn't stick at all. They got very little ball then for finish. Limerick are just going to hoover yeah. it up. So I think we need to be to be a bit smarter. Our backs are are working it well. Um, it, it might annoy some of the old brigade, but Connor Cleary is generally very smart in possession. You won't see him striking. He looks yeah. for an option. Sometimes they can overcomplicate it and. When it goes wrong, people are very quick to judge. But the name you mentioned there as well, Pat David Reedy, who I would say arguably clears player of the league. We don't doubt, yeah. We don't doubt. It's very good. But then you look at some of the type of ball we're giving him. We're sending in high ball yeah. where it's hit the ball into space. David Reedy, chances there is going to win the race if the ball is hit into controls it, puts it over the bear, and has really done very well at corner forward. So smart move by management to, to try him out there. He's obviously going done well there at under 21 level before but you know he's, David brings an energy and a work rate kind of similar to Patch Collins and he has the hurling to back it up as well so um, just it's just smarter ball when we have it finding the man in the best position um, rather than hitting and hoping which has creeped into it at times and I suppose uh, Park, you know as you talk about the forwards and, and there's no doubt I agree with you really has probably been Clare's player of, of the league um, unfortunately last Sunday uh, uh, following on with injuries of some players David Fitzgerald's participation in the first temperature game is in, in doubt at the moment due to an innocuous red card to be fair Yeah, um, a harsh, harsh red card um, and would be a pity if, if David's to miss the first round of championship because of it um, you know, we, we've seen him really grow into into the starting 15 and into the position and into the county jersey and he's, he's an invaluable asset and I don't think we can afford to be without him, so I really hope um, Clare GA have their homework done in terms of putting their appeal together. We got very lucky last year that Galway had their homework done and got Keenan Fahey off in a technicality, and then that allowed our two lads to get off. So I hope, I really hope the, the, the top brass of Clare GA are doing their work to make sure David Fitzgerald gets off. Um, but, you know, as people were there, you'd never give a referee an opportunity to send you off, and, and David maybe needs to, needs to learn as well from that as well. Um, Robert Downey maybe didn't come out of it uh, uh, too well when you look back at the video footage he was trying to go David a bit but um, yeah, hopefully that that appeal will be successful because um, we're definitely going to need David uh, when Tipperary comes to town Yeah and I suppose as you speak of Tipperary coming to town and we, we look at the the other teams and this Sunday you have the league semi-finals you have Kilkenny and Cork uh, Tipperary and Limerick Um you know, the league has been, as you know, has been funny parked. You'd imagine if there's a horse race and there'd be maybe a few stewards, in, stewards <laughs> inquiries. But looking to the, the league semi-final Sunday, do you think that they'll all, that they're there, that they'll all go for it now at this stage? Um, I think they would. because You definitely won't want to get a heavy beaten. Um, or you might want to try out a couple of lads as well. I think I think the likes of Cork, a bit of silver, will be no harm for, for Pat Ryan just... There is a bit of unease in Cork over over the last couple of years just with the lack of success they've had and lack of silverware. So if a silver would be no harm to them. Derek Ling also, first year in, would like to be to be getting silverware of the teams left. Maybe Limerick won't mind exiting at the semi-finals and, and um, 
you know, getting the extra extra bit of training in advance of the Munster Championship. But um, I, don't, I don't think teams will be going out to not win it. Um, you know, I think the, the main objective won't be silver, work, but it'll be avoiding injuries and, and maybe mm. picking up the bench. And, of course, with the rivalries involved, age-old rivalries with those two pairs of teams anyway, you know, once the ball is thrown in, probably you'd imagine that anything easy going in the build-up that, you know, the burden going all out to win it could soon finish once once one fella gets a, a crack or, a, you know, there's a bit of an old schmozzle and fellas get riled up. It's hard to see them pulling back too much and, and not throwing themselves into it, seeing that they have great rivalries, both, both sets of teams. Yeah, and I, and I think, look, the intercounty players today, they want to win as much as they can. And a lot of those, those, those hurlers involved in, with the four counties, Berlin, don't have national league medals. So, you know, they mm-hmm. can't be sniffed at. There's only two that you can win in All-Ireland, you can national league. They're the only two national medals you can win. Um, so, you know, I think, I think all teams involved... We'll want to, to, to get a win um, at the weekend and push on. Okay, the time frame isn't ideal that it's, that it's very close to championship, but um, yeah, it's about coming into the league, coming into championship on a high and, you know, to go out. If you were to lose at the weekend, you don't want it to be to be a one-sided affair, but you, you want to go into championship happen and um, winning the league might, might help that. And I suppose the size of, sorry Leo, the size of the attendances at both games as well would tell us an awful lot about how the public viewed uh, Parag in the sense that if, I mean, those two rivals should should bring an, an normal time, 15,000 each, 20,000 maybe for the league semi-final you know, all big holding counties yet, it's unlikely that they'll reach anything like those numbers because people, you know, are, are, are kind of half thinking general public anyway that, uh, you know, they won't be showing their hands and they'll be holding something back and it won't be a real contest. So it'll be interesting to see what, what kind of crowds turn up. Definitely, yeah. Um, like I, I guess on, on that note, like the league, not that it's, it's passed by, but there just hasn't been hasn't been a game that has set the world alight. There is that sense that people are maybe they've the curtains up somewhat that they don't want to reveal everything um, so hopefully the league might finish on a high but um, you know I think we might we might get a bit of an insight at the weekend as to because like championship is ticking ticking very close yeah. so I don't yeah. think teams can afford to, to hold back too much they won't go at 100% but you know they'll be close they won't be too far off it uh, can we get at the end of the day Parik who would you say do, do you, who do you think will, will, will be uh, taking part in the league final the week the week after um, I I won't guess it in the final, but I'll just go out there and say I think Cork should win the national league. Well, that's that's putting it uh, given a, a, a fair statement. Um, Parik, uh, we okay. We've we've discussed Clare's uh, league campaign, and we wish them the best for the championship, which we'll discuss again in 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 future. But the miners started their campaign uh, the other night with um, very good win over the reigning All-Ireland champions Tipperary Tipperary maybe not as strong as in, in, in the previous year but you know Clare with a, a very good set up eight of last year's team uh, seven starting uh, James Hegarty and Farty out injured but a good start in, to, to get the, the, the wagon in motion again Very very bright start from, from Brian O'Connell's men um, good honest display smart when they were in possession and uh, the most the most impressive thing for me in difficult conditions is going to be work rate and they were very honest they worked hard they're tackling very good um, a lot of positives today from that team going out to it and again like just like if you were to look at the, the various lines of the field for me the most impressive line was the full back line even though they weren't under trouble and again you compare that with last year the under 20s for me their full back line again was excellent John Keneally and and um, 
McNamara going very well. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the, the full back line from from Tuesday night, Shannon, I thought Ronan Keane from Killinana, he was attacking like they were they were the first line of attack. They were the full back line, but they were attacking everything. Owen Gunning, Ronan Keane, and Owen Carey. You know, they were. I was really impressed with them. Owen Gunning didn't wait. Smith, Ronan Keane was first of the ball every time, launching the attack, and Owen Carey got. A fantastic point at the end of the first half. He caught the ball, a sideline coach on his goal line, linked up with Sean Arthur, powered forward to make a run and put up over an, an, an exceptional point. But the, the work rate throughout from Clare was very impressive and um, a lot to be happy with when, when you leave the camp Tuesday night. Parking, another thing that was a little bit unclear like it under age was I'd say we won most of the rooks when it came down to the vital ones. We came out with the ball and a lot, lot of those, which I think is a very promising thing to see. Yeah, and it's again underpinned by the workers. They had the hunger, they wanted to win the dirty ball, um, and their tackling was, was at a good ferocity. So, you know, so far so good from, from Brian O'Connell, Don Maloney, and the management team, but um, definitely a lot to like. Potential to have, to have a good good campaign, um, which which is very promising. Yeah, and turning in from the minors and uh, Parik, and we go to the under-20s who are, are playing later on today in the park. The game obviously postponed uh, from during the week due to lack of, of a pitch with, with lights. And How do you see this one going today, Parik, for Terence Fahey and his men? Um, we, it'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough one for him, but um, there, there is a lot of excitement about it. Okay, It was, it was delayed, but there is... It will be very interesting to see to see how the lads get on. Um, it is going to be a big game for Terence and the guys because we we have been very impressed with Brian O'Connell. So Clare came close in, in the two games last year, but didn't deliver. So it, there, I won't say there's a lot of pressure on Terence and the guys, but there is a bit more. You know, we want to, we want to see a performance and we want to see Clare compete. And um, very big test for the guys that are on the senior panel. We have a good chunk of lads, the captain by Adam Hogan. But you know, again, not to be putting pressure on guys, but we need to see Patrick Crossy deliver. We need to see, we need to see something from the likes of Warren Cahill, John Keneally, or you know, Donnell. You know, we just need a bit of leadership from them. The guys outside the senior panel that are likely to get a game from what I'm told, Jarlis Collins and, and Sean Rain, who I think is a very, very promising player. And to be honest, I don't think he's far away. Being off the senior panel, seeing, seeing what he's done. So, um, yeah, we will go in as underdogs for this game, but, um, you know, it's, Tip, or we you know coming to the park. Uh, big chance for Clare. Yeah, and and we look, we look forward to it with relish, and we wish Terns and the boys all all the very best to look. Parik, finally, um, looking back, the fixture was played in Wooltons the other night, and credit to Wooltons for the state they had the pitch. Do you think it was fair? You know, looking at the other game, obviously Limerick and Water played down in Dungarvan in, in in the next best thing to a, a, a swimming pool. Should the games have gone ahead, Parik, on Tuesday night? Um. Yeah, like I, maybe I had the luxury of being close to the dugout, um, as opposed to standing on the hill getting soaked. I, I didn't think this game should have been called off while I was there. Um, I didn't think conditions were were that bad. Uh, from 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 going in, from leaving, from exiting the pitch, bare the middle third seemed to hold up reasonably well. Um, obviously games under twenty were called off on on Wednesday night, but. To be honest, I, I did see people kind of looking for, you know, people that weren't there were giving out as it went ahead. But um, I personally wouldn't have been calling for the game to be called off. Fair enough. And of course, after once we got the result, everything everything is rosy in the garden. And we wish the Bayerns the very best of luck as they're in, in, in their next championship game. They've got the ball rolling and we wish them the best. Parik, as always, good to talk to you here on Scarab Play Community Radio.
Thanks, lads. And once again, thanks to Parik for taking Parik Mabahan for taking the time to talk to us. Pat, we finally at this stage we have the rugby, the hurling done. Komogi this weekend again, the last game of the group games in the in in the league campaign and Clare Dublin coming coming to town. Clare will be hoping to end the National League on some bit of a high. Very much so, Leo. I mean it's hard to believe it's the last game already. It seems no link to go. Some people looking forward to the start of the league. Things happen so quickly with those games. Almost week on week, was I know there was a couple of weeks break there at times. But anyway, yeah, look at if they can finish on a high, get a decent win against Dublin, which they're well capable of. Uh, it'll get them into you know a better frame of mind for the championship. They'll be disappointed with the Tipperary game. Uh, but look at that. The best thing through is no one forget that and, and just move on. Just park and, it. Yeah, park it, exactly. And uh, just start building again. And maybe they'll try. I know, I suppose the game has to be won from times of the relegation battle and all that. But it might be a chance to try another option or two. Maybe positional switches or maybe a new player in or two. But uh, I don't know what Ian Burkelly's situation about getting back. They do need her back. But she's she's a big loss. Um, I'm wondering will all the starts. And they'll have little things to be ironed out. But look at a good win if you could win this game by five or six points you know that'll get them just going just tend to be a set for Absolutely, the most of the championship yeah. I mean, yeah. we know they're not as bad against as, 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 as the result against Tip Shore I mean that was just you know a, a freakish kind of a result in many ways we know they're better than that and uh, I, I'll be hoping to get a win a win, a win this weekend tomorrow and uh, we'll be covering the game live as usual so uh, hope people will tune in for it and maybe get a bit of good news for Claire Camogie uh, on this occasion yeah indeed Pat thanks for that and that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarif Bakemings Radio on 88.3 and 92.7 FM uh, on, by, in association with the Credit Union. My thanks, as always, to Corpus Interpet McNamara. Thanks to our guests, uh, Michael Madden and Parik McMahon. And thanks to the men in the control tower, uh, Jim Collins, uh, for his for his uh, help with production. And thanks very much to you for tuning in and listening to hear us on the programme. And as Pat says, we hope you will join us tomorrow uh, from Cusick Park for that national, very national Camogie League game at Clare in their campaign with a, with a match against Dublin. And all that remains is Amelia Dial. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.